Hi everyone, welcome to episode 15 of an interview podcast with On The Ball Team Building. Again, if this is your first time listening to us, please do go back to episode 1, have a listen. Tell your friends, family, whoever you may know about the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Any interaction that you may have, please do tag uh, On The Ball Team Building and do tag the guest too. We'd like to thank our sponsors up there, Mayo GRG Sports. Um, who are a sports team where supplier to Gaelic football clubs, NEGA clubs, soccer clubs, and all the team sports in Ireland. So a few are you might know someone who want to get out their team or even look even their business. Um, do get on to the guys and they will they will sort you out. This week I'm delighted to be joined by Ted Lawler. He's the founder and host of If Only They Knew podcast, the media outlet for young entrepreneurs. The aim of both is to provide a platform and a podcast to connect young entrepreneurs, showcase their stories and be a hub for young business minds. Having reached the audition stages of the Apprentice 2019, the Londoner has been able to attract some previous contestants of the show as guests on his own podcast. How has he been approaching and attracting some of the top minds in the UK? Let's find out. Hi Ted, welcome to an Inside View podcast. That's right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the invite. And uh, it's been great to speak to you so far as well. So, um, yeah, pleasure to be on it, mate. So, Ted, how is the... Look, you're based over in London. What's the economy like over there at the moment? Do you know, is it, is it as bad as it's been you know, made out to be? Yeah. To be honest, mate, I haven't left my house <laughs> to get, since like lockdown, since like March, since when it all kicked off or whenever it was. Uh, for me, I don't watch the news. I barely leave my house. I only leave my house to like go to like the, the, the boxing gym or on the shops or whatever, you know. So for me, I think I've just sort of kept to, I, keep, I like to keep away from all that stuff because I feel like if you get wrapped up too much in it, you become like, you know, those crazy people. Like, oh my God, there was a, a 1% rise in coronavirus cases or there was a 0.1% like drop in the economy and stuff like that. And you start worrying about things that ultimately don't make a difference at all in life, you know, really, really and truly, if you, if you want to put it that way. So yeah, that's sort of my thoughts on it. I don't know what's going on. Um, but as long as I can still wake up, still have my breakfast, still watch my YouTube videos and, and do my podcast, that's me. <laughs> it's good. It's all about being, having a positive, positive mindset. Um, so look, I suppose back in March, uh, look, Ireland went into lockdown and uh, the UK did too at the time. How was it the first couple of weeks for yourself, um, you know, to adjust mentally and when you're working as well, you know, did you, did a lot happen during that time? Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely a weird time, but it was one of them, like, like you said, I sort of, I, I try to have like as much as a positive mindset as I can. So I wasn't really worried. One of them worrying like, Oh my God, we're like, will I have my job and stuff. Like, and, and I don't like, I'm not putting anyone down who was worrying. And um, because of course that's like a justifiable thing to worry about, you know, like your job and your livelihood. Uh, but for me, it's just sort of, again, it is what it is. If I lose my job, I lose my job. I'm sure I won't be jobless for the rest of my life. I'll find something, whether it's in a few months or, or a year. I've, I've been in that situation before, you know, for, for longer. So, yeah, it was a weird time. But, again, you, you can't predict what's going to happen. So, for, for, for me, it's just like I, I can't predict. It may be a long-term thing. It may be a short-term thing. And, to be honest, I did think it was going to be over in a few months. 
Um, I thought by by now we'd certainly sort of be over it, but yeah, we're not. It just shows that you can't can't predict. But all we can do, and all I'm doing, is sort of just doing doing what I can really, and and trying to make the most of the situation. And for podcasters, um, I'm sure you'll agree it's it's been a, a great time. Um, I know that's quite a weird thing to say during a pandemic, but it, it has been. It's, it's it's allowed me to pin down guests that I wouldn't have been able to before. And yeah, it's, I've been enjoying the, the time off also. It's made me rethink the nine to five life and stuff like that. But yeah. So just so we, we, uh, we, we might as well go straight into it now. So do you want to give us an overview of what exactly um, is, you know, is your business platform business and your podcast? Look, your business and podcast is if only they knew. Um, so Look, I'll leave it with you to give a, when did it start, how did it start, and we, we can take it from there. Yeah, so for me, I started the media group, um, if only they knew, um, in t- 2017, around September, when I first, I think it was like my first year of uni, and I was studying business and marketing together, um, and I just wasn't, I'm sure anyone else who's been to uni probably has found this as well, wasn't really confident in what I was learning uh, I didn't think that that would set me up for a good career like or a confident career say that uh, to say the least but I, I feel like at the end of those three years if I hadn't have set up this media group I wouldn't have had any experience in the marketing world at all I would have just had some knowledge but that some knowledge is also held by thousands and thousands of other people who guess what are also graduating at the same time I was graduating of course like every year everyone graduates at the same time so it was a case of almost like a panic really I thought I need to do something and I thought what what do I want to see so I created a page that I would want to see from somebody else in terms of the content and the message that they was putting out so I thought yeah I'll, I'll basically set up a page almost <laughs> almost for myself you know um, and I, in my head I thought if it, if it picks up it picks up if it doesn't it doesn't I'm sort of doing it as, to test my skills and sort of give me a bit of motivation in a, a weird sort of way so yeah, I just started out on Instagram reaching out to people sharing their stories their messages and it blew up well I wouldn't say blew up but it grew pretty quickly um, and yeah, like two, two, three years down the line, I started the podcast from it under the same name. And yeah, that, that's, that has sort of blown up um, to a certain extent. There's still room to grow. But yeah, in a nutshell, that's basically why I started and, and yeah, how it's sort of grown. Um, I'm sure we'll sort of go on to what, what I'm doing at the moment. But yeah, that, in a nutshell, that's it. So I, I read somewhere that you, you started the page and look, you, you obviously you want to deploy the skills that you were learning in college, you know, to test yourself. And um, you started the podcast then in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was around that. It was like, a, I'd done like two or three episodes and then stopped for whatever reason, but yeah, it's probably 2018. I think it was. Yeah. And why did you stop? Was it that you, you were, you were expecting to, <laughs> you know like like we're speaking yeah. to like we were chatting about beforehand mm. you know you all yeah. you always have that perception that look you want to be hitting the top 10 after two podcasts I was, you know we're, we're all we're all the same you have to sing your yeah. head yeah yeah that was that i think that it was pretty much that it was a mixture of that <clears throat> and just sort of not having a, an idea or a plan of where i wanted it to go as well you know like looking back i think i just i was doing it 
and it, it, it funny enough it actually got bigger numbers back then than it, it, it my first episode did like earlier earlier this year when i restarted um and i think back then it was just like a, a time where the podcast podcasts have been around for years but it seemed around that time 2018 it was start, really starting to pick up and it wasn't it wasn't an overly saturated market um so yeah back then the numbers were good um but yeah i did i did sort of think i'd put these out and i'd be like smashing it i'd be like in limousines and stuff like that like attending all the oscars and stuff like that from it but yeah it it, it, it did well but i needed to stick to it and and i don't have many regrets but that, that's probably one thing that i i look back and say if i would have carried on from 2018 onwards it, it was the same momentum i have now it would have been at a, another level entirely you know yeah, I suppose it's yeah. It's, it's, I suppose hard to look back, but at the same time, mm. you know, would have that would that have died out? You know, now you have even more of an yeah. appetite. I, exactly. Wait, look. I suppose one thing you know when I came across your page that you know that really kind of drew me in was was the the name. If only they knew. Yeah. Where did that come from, or, or why did you pick that? Yeah. So. I, Back back in 2017, when I was at uni, like if I can try and paint the picture as best as I can, I was basically like a struggling struggling kid with a single parent in a rough area, roughish area. Um, like it's Bermondsey in, in South London. If anyone anyone knows that, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, South in South London, roughish area. Missed like without making it like an X Factor sob story. Uh, like I, I missed dinners and stuff. I just couldn't afford certain things and blah blah blah. You know, like school blazer was too big and stuff like that. So it last all all that that sort of generic stuff that thousands of other people have, and it just put me in a weird mindset. Like it made me want to prove something to to somebody, and and that was sort of where it come from. Like if only they knew. Like and and they was sort of everyone else in the world like I had that weird mentality where it was like me against everyone else because I sort of didn't have many friends and stuff like we were speaking just off the off the podcast and uh yeah it, I was really in that mindset like almost like back back against the wall and I thought you know what, if only they knew what I was capable of and, and that's literally what I said to myself and it's like as cringe as that sounds it actually like stuck and I was like that's a good name for something and I didn't really know what and it's only until I started sort of thinking about starting a media group that I put the two together. But yeah, it was sort of separate. Like I didn't think of the group and then the name. It was just sort of two separate floating ideas that seemed to come together. But yeah, that was sort of the idea behind it, you know. Brilliant, brilliant. That's, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people can resonate with. Um, you know, there's a, you know, it's easy to be part of the crowd, but you know, when your goal is is different and, you know, your friend's goal, you, you can kind of be left out and all you want is that chance, you know, all you want is someone to give you that, give you that chance. Um, so, in November then, 2017, I was actually quite blown away when I saw this because I kind of very relatable as well to, to what, you know, to my story. Um, only a few months after setting up, with say, the page, you you were close to pulling the plug in it yeah it sounds mad doesn't it like looking back now like after a couple months to to pull the plug on something like that is just nuts but you have to sort of like i said my mindset back then was like do or die me me versus them back against the wall so it was sort of like 
every single thing I'd done, I put 100% into it. And if it didn't see instant results back then, my mindset was, all right, it's not worked. I'll give up and I'll go to something else. Like I was des- almost desperate to, to have something that, that, that worked for me. And yeah, the media group, <clears throat> like I said, it did pick up, but it just, I thought it'd be at a different level entirely, like in a, in a stupid amount of time. So yeah, after two months, I thought, oh, this is so annoying. Like it hasn't got anywhere to the level I thought it'd be at. And I think a lot of it looking back was I wasn't getting any real support. Like I was getting the likes and all the vanity metrics, but I wasn't getting <clears throat> one enough like money from it. And, and which obviously looking back after two months is, is a ridiculous thing to even start thinking about. But I also wasn't getting like the, the real support from people saying, oh, great page or whatever and stuff like that. And I think for me, being someone who grew up pretty much by themselves, I, I sort of thrive off of off getting that back from people, you know? So yeah that that's what my mindset back then i thought you know no one's cared, no one cares it's just fake like fake sort of like russian instagram pages interacting with it and spamming me and stuff like that that and i just thought you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the plug and then um yeah as i was literally about to start writing my like i quit message basically to the few hundred followers or whatever i had back then as I was writing that, I got a, an email from somebody. And for anybody who watches like the BBC's The Apprentice, um, it was Anissa Topan from the from what it was twenty seventeen or I think or sixteen. I think she was on. I can't remember now. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she she emailed me because I've re- at this point I'd reached out to some candidates from the show just to sort of get their story and and their opinions, which nobody else was really doing at the time. Um, and yeah, she was one of the ones for whatever reason I, I didn't reach out to, which was quite weird that I've now got an email from her because I haven't actually reached out. So instantly I was like, oh my God, what's this? And bear in mind, I'm writing my like leaving message. So I opened the email and like the subject was something crazy. Like I love what you're doing or, or something like that. And I thought, what is this? Like, you know, when your heart sort of goes over, cause I'm thinking, nah, this can't be true because I just, it, I don't know, like from receiving no real support to getting that message, I was like, this is insane. And I read the message and she basically said, like without reading it all out, she basically said, love what you're doing. If there's any way I can support you, let me know. Um, but yeah, all the best, Anissa. Like, and she just literally left it like that. And I was like, oh my God, somebody actually cares. And it was at that moment, I thought, you know what? People are watching, even if you think they aren't. And, I, and that's something I've noticed even more so like to, from today as well. Like, there's always somebody watching your page, watching your content. Even if they aren't supporting, it means that someone someone knows you're doing something good. And the fact that they're not supporting means nothing. Because just, just from them watching your stuff, it means that you're doing something of, of so much value that they're actually taking time out of their day to, to focus on you. Even if for a second for, to scroll past your post and zoom in or whatever or watch one of your videos someone's taking their time out of the day to listen to you and that's sort of what I thought back then as well I thought no this is it from this moment I'm never quitting I'm, I'm never thinking of quitting of course like after two three years of, of hard work I've, I've had so many thoughts of quitting since but I always relate it back to that day and say you know what nah <laughs> someone someone out there's watching and I don't know who it could be but yeah there's always an opportunity there hidden somewhere so you just got to go to that door and, and find it that's uh that's amazing like especially when you 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 hadn't you know she wasn't one of the people you hadn't reached out to at the time um yeah, exactly. so that that really was you know probably that 
you know, that light bulb moment, it could have went either way. But that moment you got the got that email, um geez, I'm just trying to, you know, imagine myself in your position. You must have been you know Good. this is you must have been buzzing. Yeah, well like I think I'm 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 more of a spiritual person now, but back then I wasn't really. I, I sort of, you know, when you 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 looking back, I I was sort of destined for this spiritual path. Like I'm I'm not like a wizard or something. I'm not saying like an elf or something like that. You know what I mean? But I, I'm like we spoke about earlier. Like I'm into the manifestation, the law of attraction, and, and stuff like that. And, and looking back then, I wasn't really too heavily involved, but I've always believed in karma and, and certain things like that. But that that there is just to me a, a blatant message from from something somebody or whatever you whatever you want to call it somebody that day sent me a message obviously Anissa sent me a message but someone higher than that sent me a message like do not quit like for me to be sitting there whatever time it was in the day writing a, a, a message saying I quit to then get a message from somebody that completely contradicts that yeah to me that's 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 a that's something more than just an email, you know, but yeah, I won't get into that too much because it's a bit deep and, and mystical, you know? <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely something I can resonate with. Um, yeah. And I do believe in, but again, when I, when I start talking about that to, to friends of mine, they'd be wondering what, 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 what is wrong with me, but it's, yeah, uh, they, they think you're on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They think you're on something. They're like, yeah, are, you, yeah. are, you, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, have you, I suppose, look, the next question really just is, is quite, um, kind of leads on to that. Like, did you build up, a, you know, um, a relationship then with Anita? Like, do you email her back and, you know, tell her, look, I was just about to put in <laughs> this, like, or, or what? <laughs> you know, I didn't actually say it to her because like, back then I was sort of a bit like, I, it, it was just, it would be a bit weird back then if I was just to say oh by the way I was just thinking about quitting and you emailed like she'd be like what what are you on about um but no I've 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 reached out since literally I think the other day um but she hasn't seen the message yet um but I'll, I'll have to I'll have to chase her up to make sure she sees that message because yeah that that's a mad story and she definitely doesn't know that um, so yeah, her, she's into spiritual stuff as well, like all that, like mad. What we was talking about, like all the stuff that I'm getting involved in now, she's into that. So yeah, maybe that's uh, that's some sort of a destiny or some sort of a pre-worked plan or or pathway, you know, for her to message. For then for me not to really chase it up too much until now when I'm ready. Who knows? But yeah, no, I'm definitely going to reach out and and say thank you at least. Is that that's definitely that was um you know that could have been a sliding door anything could have happened there you know it, it's amazing I think that's that was one thing I was blown away with um you know one of the many things I was blown away with listening to your story and reading about you is that moment how it just you know it just yeah. cha- changed the trajectory of your of your life as such um yeah. I suppose look we'll we'll, we'll we'll go further into we can go into the, the apprentice um soon but I read somewhere that at one stage you it's kind of like Dwayne Johnson um moment that he only had five dollars in his pocket but you you promise yourself you'll never go broke mm. that's quite um you know quite quite stern message and quite you know a stern promise you know a lot of people can say that to themselves and it's it's uh you know they might even mean it you know they might mean in their head but they might mean in their heart 
but I believe it was it goes a bit deeper than that for you. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I'd I'd love to know what it is that what that sort of is, whether that's sort of some form of like manifestation where you're not manifesting something physically, you're just manifesting a certain situation not happening or something like that. I don't really know. I haven't sort of thought about it too much, but yeah, you're right. It's definitely something deeper than just say just saying a statement, you know. And I feel like it it's almost like McGregor we were speaking about earlier and Tyson Fury, Muhammad Ali, the people that come out and literally say point blank like to the public, I will not or I will achieve this or I will not do this or whatever it is. They say a statement and they stick to it. And I think there's something in that. Um, yeah, there's definitely something in it if you if you say it. There's a there's a, a video of McGregor. You've probably seen it as many times as I have, like hundreds of times. But I can't remember exactly. It's so annoying. I can't remember the exact quote. But he basically says, if you see it here, and you, you're bold enough to speak it, and then then you'll hold it in your hands or something like that. And and I think there's definitely something to that because back then I can't remember how long it's been since I've said that. Um, but yeah, that, that was a mad time because I was at minus five pounds, no real job or a job I hated at least. And then I think I lost that job and I was at uni and I was struggling with the page and with the education. Then to look at your bank and see minus five pounds and it's like, mate, I ain't even got food to eat, like let alone worry about anything else. It's like, this, this is like low. Like It could get lower, don't get me wrong. But for, for, for me personally, I didn't want to find out what was beneath that, you know, because to me, that was the lowest I've ever been. And for me to say that, I don't know. I don't know where that come from. I think it was just, again, that mindset of just back against the wall. Like it's, I think that's why I enjoy boxing as well. Like, sorry to go on a little tangent here, but I think that's where it is. And it, there's definitely something about that, like having your back against the wall and just saying, you know what? If if all these things are coming for me, I might as well just push my back off the wall and go towards that and, and see what happens, you know? At, at least I'm no longer stuck to the wall in an uncomfortable position. If I can push back and, and fight, then you're in a much better position already because you're, you're, you're away from that wall. You're going forward, even if you're going forward into the dark, deep depths of poverty or whatever it was I was going through. I think, yeah, you know what? Just, just fight. Just that, that mentality. Like, I don't know. There, there's something about that mentality that I love. And that's why I love McGregor and people like that they've got that mentality like they'll do or die no matter what situation they're in they'll come out fighting you know and yeah there's definitely something something about that 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 sparks even now like the way I'm talking now I want to I want to jump up and like move the camera around and start running around my room and stuff like it get there's something in me that that's ignited by that sort of power of the mind you know that that that's what gets me really fired up and gets me going but yeah from minus five pound to whatever I'm on now, um, yeah, it's been a it's been a long hard journey, but I'm still in a bad position. That's how I see it, and there's still there's still levels for me to climb. I lost my job last month, like I said to you off camera, from from obviously being made redundant from the the virus and stuff like that. So I'm still in a bad position, but I'm in a much better position than when I was when I had a job that I hated, part-time job, and I had minus five pounds and couldn't eat. At least now I can go downstairs and I can get something out of the fridge or I can go to the shop and get something. I'm in a much better position, even though I'm still in a bad position. So I think it's just a matter of perspective and, and sort of going up the, the ladder one, one right at a time, you know. But yeah, that, that, that's, um, that, that, when you say that story, man, that gets me fired up. <laughs> Do you, I, I, I fully believe in this, now what, I, what I'm going to say to you, but 
do you believe that circumstances change people's perspective? For example, you know, with Tyson Fury and McGregor, or, or you know, like yourself, that, or even mm. you know myself, that you know, a certain event in your life or certain events in your life when you're younger makes you change, and you're like, I'm not going doing that again, and it kind of, you know makes you focus and you really do buy into these things in because you look how people become successful and you start training your mind you know a lot of people there they're into fitness they're into eating healthy and all that but the most important thing to train is your mind Mm, 100% do you think those experiences are important to have to really be invested in achieving you know achieving success whatever success is to to whether you or me or whoever it is i think so yeah and i think circumstances change your perspective and i think perspective change your circumstances as well i think it works both ways you know like like i just said then like my perspective now yeah i'm in a good privilege not privilege but you know what i mean compared to other people i'm in a a privileged position like in compared to people in like lower like lesser off countries and stuff like that i'm in a more privileged position but that that's my perspective you know but yeah i think i think you're right like 100 if i didn't go through what i went through back then i wouldn't be who i am now like if i if i grew up with a rich 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 parents and stuff like that i'd be a completely different person i wouldn't have the podcast i wouldn't i wouldn't be hungry for anything i'd probably be like dead overdosing on drugs or, or alcohol or stuff like that i'd be doing mad things and it just because I wouldn't know what hunger is. And I think when you, when you really go, I think you have to go down to the dark, deep depths of, of life and, and your, your, your mind. And you have to go deep to understand what it's like um, and to find that real hunger. And, and you can see it there. As I was talking about that minus five pounds things to, to five figures and whatever, that, that's exactly what it, it, it ignites that because I know what it's like to be at that position. And that, that gets me hungry. That makes me want to like, after this podcast, I want to make more money. I want to set up a new podcast guest. I just, that, that's what gets me going because you know what it's like to be in that position and you'll do anything, literally anything not to be at that position again. And you're right. People like Tyson Fury have gone to the, the darkest depths of, of the mental health game and stuff like that. And McGregor who had a job that he hated and was doing it for for days and days on end like 16 hour days or whatever it whatever he was doing you have to go down to those dark depths i think to to really understand where you want to be you have to do what you hate to to find out what you love as they say and, and that's something i i definitely believe in yeah 100 percent. and what do you feel around you know the act of um i know you have the law of attraction and visualization but i suppose another you know arm of that would be gratitude are you that kind of feeds into perspective as well would you buy into that gratitude yeah 100 percent. i think like that that's that's like being grateful being thankful stuff like that isn't it i think yeah 100 percent. you need to um you need to be thankful for what you have like like i was just saying there like i'm I'm in a nice position but i understand that there's still nicer positions above above my head waiting for me to get to them <laughs> and i think yeah you need to be thankful for what you have to sort of just be a nice humble person otherwise like like i said i could be that rich kid who's not grateful for anything and and just thinks everything's given to people for free and they don't understand the hustle and the the, the hunger that you need to 
to have to get anywhere, you know. So yeah, hundred percent. You need to be thankful for what you have. But I don't know. It depends. Some people like to live a nice, comfortable life where they're they're grateful, but they're happy living a nine to five. But for me, I, I'm grateful, but I'm also I'm hungry for more because I've seen I've seen the people in the Bentleys, I've seen the people in the houses, I've seen the people loving life, traveling the world. I've seen that, and I know that it's you can easily get there if you just if you just work hard enough and you, you have a have a vision, you know. So that that sort of mindset, my mindset at the moment. And it's about you know getting out there and selling yourself and and you know ne- you know meeting people putting yourself out there networking um yeah. one thing that i i found very interesting as well that was while you were in uni i could be wrong here now but while you were in uh, uni you were doing a um administration job but then you were constantly onto the marketing team because you wanted to you know kind of get actual <laughs> life skills you were learning marketing you were, you know in college in university but you want to get that, you know, that those working skills. You always saw that that kind of goes back to the hunger. Um, how how important again do you think that admin job? You know, no disrespect to people that that do that job. There's a role for everyone in in society. But how important do you think that um, part of your life was? Yeah, it was probably. I hated that whole era of uni, like those three years, three years of uni and like the two years at the sixth form college before that, like as a setup to uni, that whole period, the whole school period, I hated it. But like I said earlier, if you don't go through that, you're never going to, you're never going to have that understanding of what life could be like if you don't work. And for me, yeah, you're right. In that admin job, I was pestering the marketing team every other day, like, oh, when do you think you'll need like a hand in marketing? Oh, like, you know, I can do graphics, I can do this. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Because they're, they're obviously focused on their own role, their own life, so they didn't care too much. But when I could, I'd try and get as much information out of them as possible, especially when it got to the point where I started to hate the actual admin job itself. So I'd always be hanging around the, the two marketing girls at the time. I'd be like, oh, so what does this mean? And I'd like write it down and I'd probably be studying everything like they told me. So they'd say, oh, like CRM. And I'd be like, what does CRM mean? And they'd tell me, I'd be like, oh my God, that's such a like, good term. And I'd write that down and I'd Google it, find out more. And yeah, I think, I think another thing that sort of stems from that looking back is that it's my passion. Marketing is and was my passion. So I wouldn't have been that hungry for anything else. Like, I wouldn't have asked the finance team about finance because I don't care. Like, I don't care about finance at all. And I wouldn't have asked the HR team about how to have a, a, a healthy environment or whatever because it's not, it's not my passion. Like, I don't really care about that sort of stuff. Marketing was my passion. So, yeah, I, I sort of tapped into that at any opportunity I could. And, and having two great marketing specialists there on hand, well, not on hand. They should have been doing their job. I should have been doing mine. But you know what I mean. I, <laughs> whenever I could, on on breaks and all that, yeah, I'd go over to them and uh, yeah, just pester them for the whole day, pretty much, and and try and find out a little bit more. And I think, like I said, because it was my passion, I was more than happy to find out more from them. Then go home, find out a bit more from the information they told me, and find out a bit more whilst I'm at uni about those things. And I think where it is my passion, I'm just so immersed into that whole thing, and it sort of it engulfs you a bit you know it becomes your your life and I think that's how I ended up ultimately speeding up my my media page and stuff because I had the passion for marketing so you know with a media page one of the main elements is marketing so because I had a passion for it it was a lot easier to sort of tap into that so yeah that's sort of 
that's my take. I think you need to be passionate about what you do, you know, no matter what it is. Yeah, it, it, it definitely comes out, you know, through your work if you are passionate. And if you're not passionate, you know, it, it can be reflected in the content as well. Like, you know, so it's, that's, that's definitely a very good point. I, next question, actually, and one thing I probably can relate to as well myself is that, right, you, you task yourself with setting up a business in 2017. How yeah. did you go about it? Like, did you just set up a page and that was it? Or do you do research or did you, you know, what do you, what yeah, do you yeah. do? So for me, like I said, I didn't have any real plan or any real, real vision as such, but I just started off an Instagram page because I, again, I didn't, I hate when people say like, oh yeah, but I, I don't know how to, to build a, a nice website or I don't know how to do this, don't need to do that. I don't have the, like with podcasting, so many people have said, oh, I don't have the, the equipment or the studio that Joe Rogan has. But you wouldn't. Like, why are you being so stupid for? You wouldn't have that equipment. You wouldn't have that studio. If you look at Joe Rogan's first episode, he started off on a webcam, blurry webcam. He didn't know how to set it up. He had Jamie, his assistant or producer, whatever it is there, helping him out and, and sort of showing him the ropes. And it, that's live on the podcast. That's part of the episode. So it's like, you, you'll never... You'll never have all the equipment and all the, the, the knowledge and stuff to set up and have a perfect setup. It's very rare that people have the most perfect start up to a business. For me, I knew nothing. I didn't know how to create a website. I didn't know what website you'd even go to to start up a website. Like I had no knowledge. So I thought, you know, I'll just use what I know. I know what Instagram is. So I've got my own Instagram account. I set up, I set my media group on Instagram because I knew how to use it. Stick with what you know. And that's what I did. And then uh, as I sort of build, built up and that, I literally, I, at one point, I'd love to see if I can still access the stories. Like, I was asking people, guys, do you think I should set up a website? And then I'd put a poll, like yes or no. And, and that's sort of how like, naive I was back then. I didn't know whether I needed a website or not. And the same with a podcast. I didn't know how to set up a podcast, but you just learn. And I think take it step by step. So Instagram page and then a website and then a Twitter page, a LinkedIn page, podcast, now products and merch. And it just, it's one by one, step by step. Like don't, don't sort of start jumping around and trying to do somersaults before you can even start walking, you know? It's, and I suppose just to kind of to take out a part what you just said there, it's, um, it's very important. So like, just to you know, just to throw yourself in there and just yeah, see can you swim and figure figure it out, you know, as you as you go along. Um, yeah, exactly. that's something I did as well. I'm like, geez, you know, you can think too much about these things and you can overthink it, and you just yeah. have to go with it. Yeah, a lot of people I know, like especially in the podcast game, like I said, like a lot of people wait. Oh no, I haven't got the the mic. Yes, you have. Like, and they're like, where? Like, look on, the, look on your phone. How do you think people hear you when you call them? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, but I uh, know, but I haven't got, like, the, the, I haven't got the rig. I haven't got, like, the, the mic with my branded thing on. Okay, yeah, but you can get that later on, like, unless you're going to... The problem is, like, if someone says that, okay, yeah, fair enough. If you want that, then get that. You can get that today if you really want it. Oh, but I don't have enough money. Well, then you can't get it then. Like it's so it's so simple. Like why are you like you're putting so many people do this. They put mental blocks down before they've even started. Like oh yeah, you can't do this. Well, why? I haven't got enough money. So like you 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 know the answer. So like think of ways around it. If you don't have the money, use what you already have. You're paying thirty forty quid a month for a phone. 
use that like at least make it try and get some sort of return on investment on your phone at least use your phone use your airpods like you're using your earphones that's what i was using at, at one point as well just use what you have and then if the time's right level up but really and truly joe rogan joe rogan could still be using airpods and a webcam now and you'll still be getting millions of views so it's it's irrelevant what you're using i think people just use these certain variables as as ways of just procrastinating and, and stop stopping themselves from working you know it's just it's just all it's all excuses and I, I'm, I do this as well so like i'm not trying to like be all like i'm the best about it because I, I i still do i say you know i don't want to go out running today i ain't got the best trainers for the weather it's like what any trainers will do like literally i could go out bare feet it doesn't matter just get started so yeah that, that's that's sort of my opinion on that but just don't there's never going to be a perfect time like you said dive in see what happens if you swim you swim if you drown it's right someone will pull you out and you, you go find another pool to dive in yeah so it's a smaller pool <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah baby pool yeah yeah <laughs> um i suppose look up, up until last month you were you were working a nine-to-five job um out of curiosity you know up until that point so the last three years two and a half three years you were working nine-to-five growing your business too and, and doing the podcast how do you find that you know, balance and everything. Mm. Um, <clears throat> uh, it was quite, it was quite difficult at times, like just because it, if you have a hard day at work, like you come home and you're like, Oh, you know what? Oh, I can't be bothered to do that post. But once you sort of get a routine and a, and a plan, I think the most important thing for me, was I was sort of had a, always had a, a, a plan or an idea like that. I remember I was always writing down on my notes on my phone, like my calendar for the for the week in terms of what posts I was going to put out. So at least then I can start getting prepared and I was well prepared at one point. I, only, I just remember this now. Like at one point I had like two months worth of content from my Instagram, like all planned out. And it was just a case of sort of getting it done when I could at the start of the month. So then for the whole two months I could just work on the next two months and I was always working ahead and it's the same with the podcast as well you know like even though I was at work nine to five still got time afterwards um but to be fair in my interview for the the latest job I had I had that for a year um social media job marketing job they they were very anxious about my media group and I think that's a massive like taboo in certain in like business cultures because a lot of employers don't like the fact that you're working on something outside of hours even if it is outside of hours completely they have i don't know there's like a weird jealousy sort of perspective i think some employers take especially in small businesses don't hold on wait you're not thinking about my company 24 7 what's wrong with you like you need to think about me and the company and the products and you need to be at home every hour like focusing on sales and how to get better it's like no people it's a nine to five for a reason. You're there nine to five. As soon as it literally, as soon as it, I was there eight, half eight to half four. I know it's irrelevant, but as soon as it hit half four, I'd be up and I'd be gone. AirPods in, listening to a podcast, writing down notes, ready for my next guest. And that was me, you know, like as soon as my time was up at work, I was off. And obviously that's frowned upon, but contractually, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm, I'm doing all I can 100% throughout the day. And as soon as it hits, hits the time, you know, I'm off, I'm working on myself and there's plenty of hours in a day, but yeah, it was hard, but you got, like I said, you got to work with what you've got, you know, if you're working nine to five, be thankful. I'm not working a nine to five now and sort of at the same time, I sort of wish I was, 
so I can have a bit of steady income, you know, and, and, a, and a routine. But yeah, it, it is, it's definitely possible to start up a business during a nine to five. And I, I think for people think, thinking about leaving their work to start, to start their business, I'd probably advise against it if I'm being honest, unless you've got a, a real solid income of some kind, even if it's small, as long as it's solid, then I'd probably say consider it. But yeah, up until that point, don't get yourself into that mess because you probably do what I did. You leave, you panic and you're like, crap, I need another job. And you spend so much time thinking about getting a new job that you sort of, you, you, you like neglect the, the group and stuff. You know? So yeah, that, that's sort of my uh, thoughts on it. It's possible, but yeah, it can be tough, but it, it's definitely possible. It's about adapting and overcoming, I suppose, each, you know, what, you, what the carriage you're giving with, what you're having in front of you. Exactly, yeah. So, when did the podcasting come on? I know we said there kind of it came on in 2018, but why? You know why? You know why did you decide to do a podcast? Yeah, again, pretty much the same reason I wanted to start the actual group itself. But I just wanted to. I enjoyed like Stephen Bartlett's podcast and the Gary V podcast and all these types of podcasts. I I enjoyed them, but for me there was always something missing. And I think looking back, it was that not the realness, but like the, the background of these people, like these people have come from quite underprivileged backgrounds. Yeah. But they just weren't relating to me. Like Stephen Bartlett sort of did because he, he come up rough and stuff like that. But it's just, I don't know, like there's always, I just didn't have something that was connect. Something wasn't connecting for me. And I thought, you know what? I need to, I need to start a podcast that I actually connect to. Um, obviously, it's weird because I don't really listen to my episodes because I hate the sound of my own voice and stuff like that. And I think <laughs> it's just a bit weird if I was to like sit there and listen to it, you know. Like, but yeah, I started. I just started for that reason, really. And I thought, should I? Should I wanted to share my experience, and then I thought about, you know what? It'd be better if I could share my experience whilst also sharing somebody else's experience and sort of have that that nice that nice dynamic of someone spending three quarters of the episode talking about their experience, then I can sort of intertwine my own, my own sort of opinions and thoughts and stuff like that within that, you know, and sort of, yeah, I think that's a nice dynamic. So that's sort of why I started it, you know, just to sort of get my voice heard and yeah, sort of share, share my story whilst, whilst networking and sharing the story of others as well. It's been very uh, valuable for me just to, just to hear other people, what they're going through and stuff like that just to know it wasn't just me did you you know when you started a podcast do you have a, a strategy to target a certain type of guest guests um one thing that again like i, I said to you off air that you know that really you know i was like whoa that you know you you throw me the guys i saw me the contestants from the apprentice on um did you from the offset did you target that approach or was it just did that just kind of happen organically yeah so uh, from from the when i first started I, in 2018 or whatever it, whatever it was with the podcast i did i think i did three episodes and they were just young entrepreneurs that i knew from the page and we had a back and forth so i felt obviously when you start off a podcast you're well nervous so i, I, I like the fact that i knew them already to, to some extent um so it was sort of a bit easier to get into the 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 whole podcast situation but yeah always always been speaking to the, the candidates from the apprentice from the media group i was doing like written interviews and, and blogs with them in and stuff 
So I thought, you know what, there's something in that because people love the apprentice content like that I was putting on my page. So I thought I've got to do it. Like there were sort of no no questions about it. Like, I need to get them on and, and speak to them. And yeah, I managed to get a few on. There's still some that have said yes. I just need to get a date down. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of big names coming. But yeah, the pe- people seem to love listening listening to their story. You know. Was the another thing, a few things you know, that really amazed me with your story was you 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 mentioned there that you you know you came from a tough enough area and tough enough growing up and you applied for the apprentice twice. Do you want to give an overview of? of um of why you applied for it and what your business idea was or did you have to have a business idea at the time yeah it's such a weird such a weird process but the, the reason i applied was like pretty much i sort of bought into that that idea like oh my god people love the apprentice content that i'm putting on the page so people must love the apprentice therefore if i go on the apprentice people will love me that was sort of my my thinking behind it like, i just wanted the, the the fame really i didn't care about winning the money like if yeah I didn't like all that that actual result of it and the winning of it didn't matter I just wanted to go on to give myself the platform to sort of spread my my company at the time but yeah in terms of like the whether you need to have a a business idea yes you do but they they don't really make that they, they make it clear that you need a business idea you need to write down your business idea and your application and stuff like that but when you go there, they don't very, they don't make it very clear to say bring a business plan, bring this, bring that. So a lot of people, thousands of people, I'd say probably turn up without any business plan or real idea. They they have an idea of what they want, but they haven't got an idea of how they'd make money. Their first year revenue, second year, like and they didn't have it planned out. And yeah, I can't say too much contractually because obviously we sign like a non-disclosure thingy. But yeah, basically be prepared because you'll get scrutinized from left to right, top to bottom. Like they, they, they make it seem nice and fun and you get each level just gets progressively harder. And the first few levels are about testing your personality and whether you're confident enough. And I think a lot of it, if I'm honest, was you had to fit a certain character type. Um, you had to fit certain, certain personalities and stuff like that. And then once you get through those tick boxes, you then get, squished into the 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 business plan sort of scrutiny and and you get scrutinized for your business plan or lack of as i'm sure many of people have experienced but yeah the first year was nuts it was mental it was packed out in the audition room it was just a crazy environment and the second year um was weird very weird um it was empty in there and they they very clearly already had who they wanted on the show uh well it, obviously the show didn't happen but at the time it seemed like they knew exactly who they had already because i was the, one of the last days and we went in there and they literally just like no 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 yes yes to two like blonde women and i thought oh, okay i can see what's going on here like they didn't care about what we were saying they already decided you know so i was like you know what? forget this i'm out so yeah i think i don't think i'll apply again I, I wasn't really going on it for the right reasons anyway but yeah, it's nuts. And on the first audition, I sat next to the winner of that year as well. Weirdly enough, I sat next to her, spoke to her. Um, again, networking, very powerful. Sat next to her, got her number and stuff. And yeah, sort of become good friends with her. And I met Ryan Mark. Who else did I meet? Um, I met a few other 
people that are on the show. I can't remember who, but like all from that thing. So yeah, networking is very powerful there. So I was even considering going back for the third year, like next year, just with business cards, just to go in, hand them out and then bounce. Like literally that, that's, I still might do that, you know, go in there, meet people, network, make sure I shake everyone's hand and just say, you know, what, I'm off. See you later. <laughs> Why don't you shake everyone's hand? But yeah, that, that was sort of that process. That is mad process. The TV world isn't, isn't for me, mate. It's, weird they're all they're all egos and all yeah just odd just very odd i'll stick to my podcast i think just <laughs> so I, much easier I, just i suppose just so we can paint the picture um i know you kind of went through the process there but what is the actual whole application process like i'd imagine there's um an online element to it first there and then if you get through that you're obviously brought to the day mm. is, is that the way it's done yeah. or yeah yeah so you apply online massive massive like um process like like pages and pages of of like real hard like written written questions and answers like really in depth um so they sort of get a good understanding of who you are from there um and then yeah out of the hundreds and thousands or whatever it is that apply they shorten it down to a few thousands and you either go to like london manchester or somewhere else there's another another place that you go to um, and then you just get windled down from there. You go through the the heavy stages. Like the first first year I applied, I was in I was in the like audition hall thing for about eight hours, I think. No no food at all. No food. Um, a little bit of water they had, but like it was it was like we was in a war like on rations. It was actually horrible. It was a horrible environment. Everyone was like acting like so fake and stuff and. Yeah, just that's, I don't know why I went back the second time after that bad experience, you know. <laughs> but yeah, basically after eight hours of, of just being scrutinized for your personality, your looks and, and your business plan, if you're lucky or unlucky enough to get through to the next stages, you've got to go back again and then again and again. And I think there's like four or five days of, of auditioning. And then you get put on hold sometimes and then you have to wait until you get the call to say, you're in or some people get the call to say you might be in if someone drops out so yeah i don't know what boat i'd rather be in and that i'd rather just get the call to say no we're not wanting you rather than to say yeah we might want you if someone else drops out imagine imagine being in it this year like you know i know it's cancelled this year on it the mm. we say the, the actual shows tv shows yeah, yeah. Just left in limbo like aren't you yeah well i don't, I don't know what they're doing i I've heard from good sources that they're doing some sort of like mix match thing. Um, for, there still will be some sort of series this year, but I don't know what exactly. Um, but I've I've heard it's going to be a mix match, but I don't know whether they're going to just play old episodes or get new people in, or they're going to cr- crisscross it over. I don't know what they're going to do, but there's going to be something. But I think it's probably a blessing in disguise that I didn't get that that call because yeah you're right like imagine thinking you're on it now and then not knowing what's happening and yeah i think that would just kill me you know so yeah it's probably a blessing in disguise i didn't get on well look everything happens for a reason because you know you can fully invest in in you know if only they knew now you know as opposed to being left in limbo and i suppose naturally the second year you went I suppose you kind of had a bit more confidence. Had you, you probably kind of know, you knew what to expect. Yeah, mate. Um, I can't explain how much confidence I had in that room. I thought when I walked, when I was going to the audition on a day, no nerves, whatever. The trains. It was when we had that like mad wind in in, in England, 
it was like so windy and all the trees are falling onto the train tracks and stuff like <clears throat> earlier this year i think it was a year before i can't remember um it must have been a year before last year i think it was late last year and um yeah so i ordered on the day i got up and the trains were cancelled so i had to drive in and in my head i was thinking yes this is it no one's going to be able to get into the audition room like because all the trains are going to be cancelled i thought this is it like perfect setup walked in it was empty and i literally like walked in like this i was like put my hands together like almost like praying thanking god like, oh my days this is it i walked in bear in mind last time i had to wait in like the queue for hours this time i walked straight in straight upstairs so confident meeting everyone hi how are you yeah i'm ted mate ted lawler yeah i own a media group blah 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 like giving it all that and i thought yes this is it and then to, walked in into the first like stage and within two minutes to be told no i was devastated because i was so confident like, i knew the process inside and out i knew how you sort of had to be but yeah i think it was just i was too late into the stage that so they've already picked who they wanted perhaps so yeah gutting really but yeah it's so annoying when you're so confident to then to then be torn down at the last minute but i've had it happen so many times with jobs over the past few months that i've applied for they've literally told me yeah we really loved you we'll let you know in a couple of weeks phone back in a couple of weeks and they say oh no sorry went for someone else and it, stuff like that's been happening to me over the past year for so many times like you know when you you know when you've got something in your hands literally like you're just about to touch it and then it just disappears that's exactly what's been happening so but yeah you're right it's probably a big lesson somewhere in that and uh yeah if i maybe if i went for those other things i wouldn't have been where i am now so yeah maybe a blessing in disguise i know it definitely is the, the podcast and the page is going the right direction which is mm, is good exactly, and yeah. I suppose, look, we'll, we'll finish it up now in a few minutes, but before we finish it up, um, we kind of touched on it a few times throughout the podcast, but just to summarise it, what advice would you give to, to people set, you know, thinking about setting up their own business or Instagram page? And mm-hmm. like, we, like you already touched on, it's easy to find reasons not to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, you're so right. It's easy, so easy to find reasons not to, but you've got to look at, where you are now and where you want to be and look at that how much difference is there are are you very close to where you want to be or are you very far away from where you want to be and for me it's the latter i'm so far away from where i want to be um so but i just need to figure out the steps to get there and i'm doing that ever so slowly and i found out the step by just diving in and i knew sort of if i wanted to be like back then I wanted to be like the influencer and I wanted to have this and that and and weirdly enough I wanted to be interviewed but I I wanted to be interviewed like you know in a proper traditional way like on the on the news and that but I think this is like I've almost like manifested this like I'm this is like a a chat but you know what I mean like I sort of back then I thought about stuff like that so yeah for me it's just diving in I knew knew a media group of some kind and having a social media presence would get me a step closer to my ultimate goal so yeah, dived in, no idea what I was doing, step by step, getting closer and closer. So yeah, dive in, see what happens and, and, and find out. You, you'd, I'd rather be uncomfortable moving forward than still be uncomfortable, but be stuck in the mud, you know? So get up, get out, see what happens. Brick by brick, as I, as I always say. And you, yeah, you, exactly, you're, yeah. You're and eventually, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Brick by brick, eventually you'll build that bridge and you'll be able to cross it a lot sooner than you thought. It doesn't, it takes a while, but it doesn't take too long in comparison to how long it would feel like it would take if you were sat on a nine to five doing something you hated and, and not 
not chasing your passion time would go a lot a lot slower trust me I've, I've been there so follow your passion and turn it into paper if you want to put it in a cringy way that's such a very very good way of putting it um yeah <laughs> look and the you know with the wide range of of um you know actually fascinating very interesting guests you have had so far on on the podcast um do you find I suppose it's kind of putting you on the spot now, but do you find the trends are, uh, you know, a set of similarities between them all? You know, without, yeah, without categorizing them all in the one category, you know, but, you know, is there yeah. kind of a trend? Through? Yeah, there is. There is. And I think it's pretty much exactly what I've said. Like, it is just that get up and go in them. Like, they don't care what anyone else is thinking about them. I notice that, like, sometimes when they're speaking, like, I noticed, I noticed certain things in them like, as they're actually saying something. I'm like, oh my God, like, you, you're that type of personality. And then they speak to the next person. I'm like, yeah, you're the same. Like, there, there, there is definitely a trend that goes through all, all of these people, whether they're, whether they're sports stars. I've got a few, like, professional boxers and stuff like that coming up on, on my show. And when I speak to these people, whether they're entrepreneurs or athletes or whatever, they've all got that, like, get up and go. But they've also got that, ability just to not care about what other people think and also what the consequences might be of their actions like in terms of if they start something today and it, it fails tomorrow they're not fussed as long as they knew that they they put the 100 percent in and i think that's what it is just just that pure hunger pure determination just pure do not care in them that that just allows them to just go full spearhead boom 100 miles an hour get to where they want to go and and nothing can stop them. And it's almost like I thought of this before. I can't remember who I was saying it to, but it's almost like the um, you know, like Marvel's Avengers, where all the superheroes get together. It feels like that the people I speak to on on my podcast are like a certain superhero. And it's like in my head, I think if we could get them all together in, in under one sort of business, they would be unstoppable because they're so young, all twenty year olds and whatever that I have on my show. But they're they've got that mentality it's like do or die do not care what anyone else thinks so yeah that, that's definitely sort of the overarching like thing that combines all of them you know it's just mad brilliant and look you kind of mentioned it off air so i'm just going to going to throw it to you now and again and uh and see but you mentioned before that you know you everything you did you know you have to figure it out yourself about the business and all that but recently, you kind of opened that arm and you've allowed someone in to, to give you a hand. There's something else going on in the background? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's sort of, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I did say that I've, I've got a business partner I'm working with, but I've just realized now that it's actually not with Ifona Lenu. So I've, I'm still stuck in my way like with by not letting people into my my little like baby that I created I'm still so I don't know I find it so sensitive and now I see why CEOs have issues with with building a team because it's so hard to let someone loose with your little creation you know something that you created from scratch and you've got the ultimate vision it's so hard to let someone else in and 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 try and change it in a way so that's why I've been independent since 2017 haven't had any help at all or anything like that um, but yeah, more recently, I've, I've, I've set up a new business um, with with a media with a, another partner, um, and yeah, that that should be good. It's a nice tie-in with the work I do now. But I just wanted it to be under a new banner 
Um, so it wouldn't sort of change what I'm, I'm doing with my creation because I don't really know where that's going. So I don't want to tamper with it too much. I'd just rather let, if only they knew, evolve naturally. And me and this, this partner can work together on a new baby and, and see, where that, see where that comes out. But yeah, that's the first time I've actually announced that I've, I'm working with a business partner. So a little exclusive. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, not, not, it's not too exciting, but hopefully we should have the physical product in our hands by the end of this year, hopefully. So, yeah, exciting, and I can't wait to sort of get that out there in the world. Brilliant, brilliant. Look, um, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll, uh, I'll leave it there now. Look, Ted, thanks a million for coming on an Inside View podcast. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Great questions, great hosts, great podcast. Loved it, mate. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Ted. His story is truly remarkable and inspiring. After a difficult period of his life um, during uni, his bank balance actually hit negative uh, five pound, which meant he couldn't do what he wanted. You know, very restricted. Uh, he had skipped meals, and at the time, he was actually in a job that he he really hated as well. Uh, no doubt, um, but uh, testing time physically and mentally for him. Uh, at that time, he did make the, you know, as you heard there in the, the interview, that he made the promise to himself that he'd never go broke again. He got uh, an office job, walked his way up, and up until recently, he had a job in uh, digital marketing. So, you know, on, on, at the evening, then he could, he could work in his dream of growing, if only they knew, podcast and be the outlet. I found it interesting when he actually discussed about the job he had um at a, at a, you know in a in an office as a you know doing admin um he would constantly be onto the marketing and trying to get some insights into the world of marketing although he was studying it in in uni he wanted to get that practical hands on knowledge um, and I admire the fact that he what he you know he didn't leave the circumstances that he might have been faced with you know earlier in his life to define him. Uh, he knuckled down and carved out a career for his for himself. His business and his brand is definitely going forward. It's growing, um, and credit is due to him. Thanks again, Ted, and best luck with everything going forward. If you'd like to find out more about If Only They Knew, check him out on Instagram or visit www.ifonlythenewuk.com. His podcast, too, is available on our podcast platforms and i would strongly recommend on listening to it that is all from us on this week's podcast please do get in contact with the show if you have any stories from part of a team whether it's a sports team or corporate team please do let us know don't worry everything will be kept confidential don't forget to rate review or tell your friends family about the podcast go follow us on the social media platforms to be kept up to date with all the information about what we do here at on the ball team building You'll find us over on Instagram at underscore on the ball team building. On Facebook, it's on the ball team building. And over on Twitter at we are on the ball too. That is digit two. Have a lovely week and be sure to tune in again next week when we have another exciting guest on. Till then, stay safe and remember, cred in a fan. Talk to you all soon.